So we've been doing the power of imagination, and we've been hearing a lot of good testimonies and stuff. So I want you to make sure that you go back and listen to these messages and that you get these messages because what we're teaching is very simple. It doesn't cost you no money. It doesn't cause you to exert a lot of physical energy, right? We're telling you to tap in and use your imagination because it is the thing that activates your faith and causes things to come to pass. And so um, Sister Leah, her sister there in, I think, San Antonio now for Thanksgiving. Hello to you guys if you guys are watching. But they sent a, um, an email after last Wednesday. We were talking about, y'all remember we said, imagine that you're getting money and stuff like that. So she says, good evening, Pastor. I wanted to share a testimony that happened to my sister. She wanted me to tell you this past week she had a balance due of $4,000 plus uh, at Inns College to be able to help to register for classes. And because of her VA grant, I guess that's the military VA grant, hadn't hit her account. Well, just last night she imagined, as we did in church service, that her account was zero and she had thousands of dollars in her account. How much does it cost to imagine it? All it takes, Jasmine, is just a little obedience. Just listen to the man of God. Right? Just actually do it. Right, Vanessa? That's all it takes. And she did it. And listen to what happens. Uh, last night, she imagined and said that her account was a zero, and she had $1,000 in her account. So I guess this was the next day. Well, today she called me screaming, saying that her account was at zero, and she had $2,000 extra dollars added to her account. So she checked her financial aid account to see if a grant had hit or her military benefits had hit, but it, they hadn't. But her account was still at zero, and she had no idea where the $2,000 came from. It was all God. On top of that, now her account is cleared for her military grant, and so that's going to even add more money. Come on, somebody. She said, God is so faithful, and she is so thankful to God and to you that she's talking about me as a pastor. Is that good? Yes. So maybe we're teaching the right stuff? Yes. Okay. So let's do it one more time. Second uh, Corinthians 4.18. While we look, can we, can we read this together? Let's say it. While we look not at the things which are, but at the things which are not. Now, I know some of y'all say, well, that's a lie, that's a lie Pastor. Because you do have to look. What color jacket I got on? Anybody know? Anybody know? Okay. So you're looking at things that are seen, right? But that's not what the scripture's talking about, and we kind of changed that word so you can understand it. So let's change that word, look, to focus, okay? All right, here we go. While we focus not at everybody. Come on, one, two, three. While we focus not at the things which are but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are but the things which are not seen are eternal. 
It's hard to not focus on the things that you see when the things that you see are so bad. That could be a rap too, huh? Somebody need to write that. Send it to Suge Knight. It's hard not to focus on the things which you're seeing when the things which you're seeing are so bad. And that's the struggle is that people lose their imagination. So you think about it. What age is a person when their imagination is most active? What age? Huh? Huh? Four? Ten? You know, I ain't hear 35. I didn't hear 40. You know why? Because life has happened. And life has beat people down. And they don't imagine anymore. That little girl who used to dream of her not in shining armor. Having a beautiful wedding. And she had her Barbie doll and her Ken doll. And nothing explicit, but you know, she marry him and make him kiss. You know, the little girls. Six relationships later. Ten baby daddies later. Not dreaming no more. The dream is gone. Yeah? The little guy that used to dream of being a fireman or being an astronaut or being a whatever. Yeah? But then life happened. Two of his friends got killed in the drive by. Something else, something else. Now he's just working two or three jobs, trying to make ends meet. No more dreaming. You see what I mean? So the further you get away from being a child, the more you lose your imagination. But remember, Jesus said, unless you come to me as a what? Do you know what he's saying? You got to activate your imagination again. You got to start believing again because part of believing is imagining it could be different. It could be better. It could be supernatural. Somebody say amen. amen. Now y'all think about it. If it was that easy to just sit back. Now y'all, you know, we, we got a lot of testimonies about sowing and, and giving and stuff. Y'all, she didn't sow nothing. She just imagined. That her account was zero. She just imagined she had money in the account. And then $2,000 come in. So can we add? Her imagination produced how much money? $6,000. She had a $4,000 bill that got zeroed out. And then $2,000 got added to the account. That's $6,000 just laying back dreaming. How long did we imagine it? How long did I tell you to do that? Was that two hours? Those were seconds. So the power of imagination, y'all, we look not at the things we're seeing. We don't focus on the things which we see. We see them, but we don't focus on those things. 
We focus on the things which aren't seen. How do you do that? You use your imagination. You got it? You use your imagination. Let me show you. So, Sister Nikki, you live in a home or apartment? Cut apartment. Count the closet doors in your apartment right now. Do you know right off of you? I mean? I saw you do something when you did that. You was looking at me, and then you looked away. See? She stopped looking at what was seen. She was looking in my eyes. I said, count your closets in your home. She was looking at me like this, and I said, count them, she said. So what is she looking at then? What is she looking at? She's looking at the things that aren't seen. And she's going through her house using the power of her imagination. All of you can do it. Count the windows in your house. I know I can. Now I have to do this. I'm counting. How am I doing that? I'm using my imagination. Somebody say amen. That's how you do it. <clears throat> so in this series, we, we created the acronym IMAGINE. The I was for Imagine Your Future. The M was for Make a Dream Book. The A was for Assign Time Daily to Review Your Dreams. That's where we're going to be. Um, you know, Genesis 11 and 6, And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. They all have one language. And they all, uh, this they begin to do. And now nothing would be restrained from them, from them which they have imagined. He said, your imagination unleashes, unleashes unrestrained possibilities. That if you can imagine it, it can come to pass. The imagination is powerful. It is the first step into doing, having, or becoming anything. If you can imagine something, you can do it. Somebody say amen. amen. So we've been talking about that. So last week, I asked my mom where she was when MLK died. She was living at that time, and she remembered. She was at a rehearsal, you said, huh? in high school. I asked Brother Pat where he was when 9-11 happened. He remembered the classroom he was in. He remembered the teacher's name. And we said the reason why and your imagination is the city of your, your memory because it creates pictures. And whenever there is strong emotion tied to a picture in your imagination, you remember it. Somebody say amen. amen. This is where negative uh, imagination works against you. Hmm. I want to say something. I don't want to trigger you. you know, people are usually triggers. I don't want to trigger you back to nothing. But if you've ever had a real bout with lust, <laughs> and it could be sexual or whatever, but I'm telling you, that will, it will cause you to take action because there's a strong emotion tied to a memory. People that are addicted to porn, 
has a strong emotion tied to pictures. And it sends them back. And it's strong. It can be so strong. I mean, you, you'll move heaven and earth to do something lustful. To meet up with somebody. I, I know people that cheat on their spouse, but they, you know, they feel like they're in love with this other person. They're not in love. It's lust and infatuation. But that thing is so strong. They will lie, lie, lie. They will skip work. They will do, they'll have two cell phones. They'll do all kind of stuff because they're driven by this memory and a feeling. Toyota used to have a slogan, oh, what a feeling. And when that feeling is tied to a memory, when that feeling is tied to something in your imagination, it will drive you. People, we've heard of these crimes of passion. What drove her to kill him? What drove him to kill her? It was a picture tied to a memory, no matter how distorted or perverted it was. And it drove them to whatever the crime was. And many times it's murder, right? So our imagination is working for us against us or against us all the time. And all I'm saying and challenging you to do is take the power of that imagination and work it for your good. Somebody say amen. amen. You see that, that lustful thing that drives you to do wrong, drives you to sin against God, drives you to even leave the church and leave God. Listen to what it says in Genesis 6 and 5. It says, God saw the wickedness of man and how great it was in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Now you can get, I'm telling you, you can get caught up on the internet, y'all. You know, the internet is a whole world in its own. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You ever hear people say, I was, I was on Facebook. <laughs> was you on Facebook? Is Facebook a place? But it really is. I was on TikTok. You know, you can stay on TikTok for six hours. Anybody ever stayed on TikTok hours? Think about it. And you can get so wrapped up in the whole thing, the whole motive, motivation, the goal of the wickedness in the world is to have people's minds so jacked up that their thoughts and imaginations are evil continually. Y'all see that scripture? Every imagination. And we're pulling God out of the system. We're pulling God out of the uh, equation. We're pulling God out of, you know, everything. So you think about people, you think about children that are growing up without God. And all they have, and in, you know, even Christian parents. They want their kids to stop and be quiet and do something. What do they do? Here. So you're handing them the wicked World Wide Web. And y'all, most parents, they have no filters on their phones. If you're in here and you're a parent, you have no filter and you're handing a kid a phone, you're a fool. People with teenage, teenage children, you know, you know if I pay for the phone, you know I'm putting a filter on it? 
What church am I in? I'm in the wrong church. If I'm paying for a phone, I don't care if it's a teenager. Somebody say amen. I'm paying for it. You know, I'm going to put a filter on that phone. Because you turn your kids over to media. You turn them over to Facebook and TikTok. And, well, my son said, I guess most kids, most kids say Facebook is for their grandma now. I think Facebook is old. So they're on TikTok. What else are they, are they on anything else? What? The gram and what else? Twitter, X. So this is, this is the devil's intent. But I wonder if we could get, and, and we're, we're working on an app right now where all of our stuff is, and I wonder if we could get people to get on Kingdom Radio and get on our website and listen to podcasts and listen to the Word of God and listen to uh, Christian music and listen to worship. I wonder what that would produce in an imagination. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. So we're on the A tonight. We already talked about um, the M, right? It was make a dream. So if you weren't here, um, use this last few months. Well, we only got what, weeks now, right, of the year. Use these last few weeks and either create a dream book, a dream room, a dream wall. There ought to be something on your person, in your home, in your room that represents what you don't have, who you are not yet, and where, where you haven't been yet. There ought to be something somewhere that, that explicitly states and shows in picture and word form where you're going, right? Now, I remember when, when the, the fad was and it was trending to do, um, what do you call them? Huh? Vision boards. Y'all remember that? Everybody's doing vision boards, but the vision wasn't coming to pass. Could they do the vision board in January and don't look at it again until December? That's not going to do anything. Do you see what I'm saying? No, it has to be permanent. You have to look at it every single day. You have to, so that's what the A is, right? So tonight, we're going to talk about the A. Assign time daily to review your dreams, okay? Assign time daily to review your dreams. If you don't set a time to do it, then making the goals, that's great, but if you don't set a time to look at them and see how you're doing, if you don't set a time to get them in, the, in your imagination and use that power, it's still not going to work for you. Are y'all still with me? Are y'all still with me? <laughs> All right. So tonight, let's talk about how do you do that? Okay? And this goes back to the new Christian stuff. All right? As a new Christian, uh, if you're a new Christian, one of the things that we would love to teach you, I don't know if it's in the building blocks, but it should be. Um, get kind of hard a little bit, Brother Pat. Um, but we sh you should have some type of teaching as a new Christian on how to have a quiet time. 
How do I have a quiet time? How do I set aside time for quietness? And y'all, I'm going to tell you, sometimes you just need quiet. And we're going to do it in church more. You know, we have those prayer and worship times and stuff like that, and we get quiet, and we did on last week. And, you know, that woman gave us the testimony. But, y'all, you know, everything don't need to be rah, rah, rah all the time. There should be some time that you spend with the Lord undisturbed without a ding on your phone. Put it on what mode? On silent. Put it on airplane mode. Put it on do not disturb or something. Put the phone in another room. Turn it off. I called you five times. I couldn't get you. That's my mama sometimes. I had my phone off. Yeah. Because sometimes when I'm talking to God, I don't want to talk to you. Somebody say amen. You got, you got to have a quiet time with the Lord. How many of you guys have a quiet time? Let me see. All right, new Christians, look around. Lazy Christians, look around. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk this morning, I mean, this, this evening about how do I do that? Um, let me see here. Let's go to this scripture. Let's look at Luke chapter 4, verse 16. I'm sorry, let's go to Luke twenty-two thirty-nine. 39. Let's go there first. Luke twenty-two thirty-nine. 39. Y'all got it? Luke twenty two thirty nine. 39, I know it wasn't in my notes, so it may take y'all a little longer. And I'm almost done tonight. Just want to give this to you. Look at 39, coming out, he went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and his disciple followed him. And he went to the Mount of Olives to a quiet place to pray. All right, so number one, write this down if you're writing down. Design a place, a time and a place. And we do this a lot of times without even thinking. Most people on their way to work, 
They go to a place at a certain time to get some coffee. Where do they go? Starbucks. That's time and place. And somebody going to meet them right there at Starbucks with the gauges and the three tongue rings and the purple hair. And they're going to serve you your caramel, macchiato, chocolate, chopte, cropte, whatever, for $16 million, right? But people look forward to that, right? That's a time and a place. If somebody was following you, investigating you, they would say, she goes to Starbucks every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. He goes to Starbucks the Tuesday after payday, right? They can follow your pattern. It is a meeting place, right? Okay, here's the thing. Have a place where you meet God. Because when you tap into your imagination, that's faith, you want God to be right there. Somebody say amen. Because who's the only one that can bring it to pass? God. Secondly, when you meet God, he will give you dreams and visions about your future. So not only are you saying, God, I imagine, you know, a good-looking man that's going to marry me. I imagine a good-looking woman. I imagine my dream car. I imagine my dream house, whatever. And you can do that. But not only then, but when you meet God at a certain place at a certain time, y'all, guess what happens? He tells you stuff. It was in my meeting place when I said, God, what's the word for next year? He said, vindication. So it's a conversation. Somebody say amen. It's a dialogue. What's dialogue? It's two ways. So if you don't have a place or a time when you meet God, y'all, just work on that. Now my wife, she likes the outdoors. She likes water. She likes gardens. So, you know, we, we created a garden at our home. We got a rose garden and then she likes to go, we, we live close to the lake, so she likes to go to the lake sometime. Sometimes she likes to sit out there on the, we had a little swing out there in the backyard. So she, she meets God there, all right? I built a prayer room, all right? I like to meet God there. I got a, a, some a little steel French on my front, you know, in my house. And I got a little thing right beside it for coffee. And I meet God there. I have an office that I've designed with, you know, scriptures or things that remind me of God, I meet God there. So wherever you're going, you can meet God there. Some of us came from the old houses and, you know, your grandma, your, you know, all them, they had a picture of Jesus up there, you know, the white Jesus in the bathroom with some Bibles and crossword puzzles. They, they met God there in the restroom. And y'all, when you had like 12 people in one of them little shotgun houses, that's probably the only place you could meet God and have some solace and some quiet and some people leaving you alone. Yeah? But do you have a place where you dream? Do you have a place 
where you meet God. And the Bible says, as was his custom. So Jesus obviously liked greenery and mountains and stuff. Because that's where he went to pray. A lot of times he went to the mountains to pray. Um, and so it's, it's whatever you like, whatever makes you think of God, whatever opens up possibility. Some people, you know, they like to go outside and look up at the sky because, you know, they've been in a building with a ceiling all day. Do you know what it is that inspires you like that? Huh? I got a few minutes. Who want to share? Where, where's your place? What kind of place do you like to meet God? Anybody? Go. Water. Lake, beach, pond. Who else? Who else got a place? Anybody? Who said? Backyard. Outside. Anybody else? Nature. Outside. Anybody else? Somewhere is bright. Her room. Anybody else? Even workout running people, walking people. Where are my treadmill people in here? Where are the people that like to go out on the trail and go outside? So it's different. People are different. I don't care, man. I, I like treadmills. Amen. You can go rain, sleet, or snow. It's cold. It's hot. You can just go get just get it done right down the treadmill. I ain't gotta drive 20 minutes to go to a trail so I can walk four, four miles. That's me. Treadmills are efficient. But some people don't like that. But you gotta find your place of inspiration, y'all. You gotta find that place where you can decompress. Yeah? You gotta find that place where, where everything opens up to you. Some people are water people. Some people are sky people. Some people are prayer room people. You know, we watched that movie War Room and, and all that, and people started creating their own war room. I got inspired to create a prayer room, war room, from that movie. All right? But you got to have that. So then once you do that and you establish where you're going with your, you know, so if you're an outside person, then you need a, what do you need? You need a you need a what? Say it. No. What do you need for your dreams? You need a book. If you got to go to a place to meet God and be inspired, you need a you need a you need a dream book because it needs to be mobile. I don't need a book because I got my stuff in my prayer room. Do you see what I'm saying? But you got to think about that, right? How, and you can have it electronically, but you got to spend time dreaming. And you got to set aside a time. Now, here's, a, here's the next thing. So we got place, and the next thing is time, right? You got to set a time. Now, if you are a mother with young children, hello? You don't have a lot of time. So the best time for some women are early in the morning or late or, you know, 
when the children, now if you got little children, you should be putting them to bed at 11 p.m., right? No. But you know we got a lot of lazy parents these days. So they want to, this, this is why they leave their kids up. They leave their kids up because so, they don't want to get up early in the morning. So they want their kids to sleep late. But you never have time. And if you're married, you never have time with your husband or your wife. Somebody say amen. So you got to figure that out. But there has to be some consistent time that you spend. Watch this, y'all. And I, if you're writing, write this down. Media off. Media off. Well, I, I like to listen to the hip-hop chilling music that they have on YouTube. No, turn the media off. You don't know who made that music. You don't know the spirits behind that music. Just turn it off. Can you turn it off? Now, these little children these days, they can't do nothing without music. Y'all, it's, it's a shame. Even in school, you got to run YouTube music all day long or something. Just keep kids calm. Keep them concentrated. It's crazy. And nobody knows what quiet is anymore. All right? So, so you get a place, and it's only what inspires you. It's no right or wrong place. Number two, you pick a time. Now watch this. How many of y'all are morning people? You just like getting up in the morning and you just get that coffee and just get going. Yes, right? How many of y'all are nighttime people? Right. Different strokes for different folks. Figure out the time when you're the most creative. Figure out the time when you have the most energy, right? Now y'all, we gave you an example about the girl. It don't take a long time. If you're a mom, you, you don't have time. We look here. You don't have no two hours of time to be doing nothing. Hello? Get you a good 20 minutes, 30 minutes in, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever you can do, and get your scripture, whatever you're studying, put your prayer in, and then take a few minutes and just be quiet and imagine. Now, what other religion does this so well? Anybody know? Anybody know? Hinduism? Yoga? Yoga is a religion. I'm sorry. I know most of y'all don't know that. It comes from Hinduism. And they'll sit down and... They're in lotus position, channeling spirits. I was in Hawaii, and we was in the lights. We was in one of those little, very ritzy. Well, we was in actually the Trump, the Trump Tower Hotel in Honolulu, and uh, <clears throat> so you know all the rich people's over there, bro. I'm talking. As soon as the sun came up, and you know, sun sunrise is beautiful in Hawaii. And man, you saw sixty hundred people on this platform at this other hotel. And you couldn't hear nothing, it was all. They getting their quiet time in to whatever deity or demon that they worship. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, here go Christians. 
wonder why we can't get a word from God or get the next sentence or get the next part of the vision for our life. Somebody say amen. amen. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to in the green pastures. You know what he's doing? He's dreaming. He leaves me beside the some people say they like water. What's he doing over there? He's dreaming and getting his soul what? Restored. That's how you restore your soul. You got to take time. How many of y'all going to commit to that? Come on tonight. How many of you say you've been rushing around so much, you've been missing that time, but I'm going to get it back? Come on, let me see it. Y'all, that's it. I'm done. It's time and it's place. What do I do? I take the word of God. I find a scripture. Y'all, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be real honest. You can read through the Bible and read chapters and chapters. Y'all, find a scripture and just focus on it and meditate. You'll get... A lot of times you get more out of that. You should have time when you study the Bible. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a quiet time. You got time and place, take a scripture. Mark 9, 23, all things are possible to them that believe. I'm just meditating that. I'm meditating that over my business. I'm meditating that over whatever, right? And I'm talking about that in my mind. Over, That's what I'm focused on, Yeah? What else do I do? I pray. Heavenly Father, I just want to say thank you. I start off. You know, the, the Lord's Prayer is the model of how to pray. Hallowed be thy name. I start off with praise. Father, I just thank you so good. You're such a good God. Oh, God, thank you, Lord. You, you got all power. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Lord, thank you for your will being done in my life, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day. Lord, I thank you. Father, you know what I need right now, Father. I, I want to go further in this business. Now I'm petitioning him. Give us this day, I dare me. Lord, forgive us. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me my sins. Right? Stuff I've done wrong. And go through that. Don't repeat the prayer. It's a model of how to pray. Yeah? And then, at some point, Shut up and be quiet and don't go to sleep. Hello? How many of us have done that? Okay, so what do I have to do not to go to sleep? Let me tell you what Jared Savelle did. He got a tub, filled it with ice, and sat in it and read the Bible. You know one thing he didn't do? was fall asleep. He did whatever it took him to not fall asleep. Because that's not going to do you no good. Stand up. Walk on the treadmill. Walk and pray. Exercise and pray. Whatever. But hear God. Take, take a moment to hear God. How many of y'all going to do that? Everybody stand on your feet. We done tonight. Father, I just want to say thank you for tonight. I want to say thank you.